and welcome to Knights of Evening Star with me, Twig. I'm dead. No, he's dead. Oh, there we go. Oh, Back no. to normal. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Way to start off, Mark. <laughs> Welcome to Nights of Evening Star, everybody. D&D uh, &D live stream here on the D&D channel. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes. Uh, welcome back. And joining me are my wonderful friends, as always. Uh, we have... Da -da 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 -da. We have Mika Burton, Anna Prosser, Nate Sharp, and Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin. Welcome, my friends. It's good to see you all. How have you all been? I know there's been a lot of Pokemon going on uh, before we got started. So let's, you know... What? Pokemon down. Our systems. What? I wasn't going to bring Pokemon it up if you didn't bring it up. Mark, what are you talking so. about? What? Look, the great thing is being obsessed with the online trading card game when all your friends are obsessed with the physical cards. So they you dump just... all of their trash codes on you mm -hmm. and you just have mm -hmm, all the delicious <laughs> cards. It's great. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, how have, how have you guys all been? Um, Good. Oh, yeah, right. it didn't Good. Well. It was a yeah. week. It went by. It happened. Did its thing. The the U.S. Another inaugurates one. a new president tomorrow. I, I was going to yes. say that's a you know it, it's a whole new day tomorrow, a new start, right? Like one year anniversary for the first U.S. case of COVID. Congrats, oh, everybody! So, true. Wow. so much happening right now. Just wow. so much. It's a big week for us. It is. Na, 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 it is. Na, na, na. Well, you know what's a great <laughs> a, a great fix for all of that is escaping to a fantasy please, world please. of Dungeons and Dragons. Can I not uh, leave? Can I stay there? <laughs> uh, one thing I, I actually, uh, for, I, I, if you will permit me a brief moment uh, to mention that, don't forget, there was a brand new book announced from D&D &D, uh, oh, last yeah. week, uh, uh, Candlekeep Mysteries. It's a brand new book coming out March 16th. Um, I completely forgot to write any notes to myself about doing a professional kind of uh, we're on the D&D channel, a new D&D book is coming out, but uh, the main reason I bring it up is I wrote an adventure in it, so uh, I'm very excited about that, and I, I'm just very chuffed. I'm like, yay, yay me. Um, so if you will permit me a brief moment just to say, please buy Candle Keep Mysteries. Buy the book. Uh, yeah. Buy <laughs> please buy please it check now. it out. Buy it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and uh, hopefully, I, I kind of don't want to tell you guys too much about it, and I kind of want to encourage you guys not to to read it because I think Why? That my adventure in it would be a very good little one shot for Night's Ooh, Evening Star. Okay, actually. I think it would be a very very fun little one shot. I think um, based on the themes and the content. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. So also, uh, I would just we'll like to. to say thank you to the people who are saying in chat that they came here and are going to watch Narrative Telephone later. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank that you. Thank you for tuning in live, everybody. I know yes. I'm in two places at once right now, but I appreciate I mean, you coming to the live one. It's always a VOD. You know, there's a VOD somewhere. And there's a VOD it's nice somewhere. that you made the choice to come and watch this and then watch the other thing later. Yes. Um, but if you do watch the other thing later and you're watching, if you watch the other thing live and you're watching this right. later, we still appreciate it. We still it. love so you. I still appreciate you. both of you either way. I, <laughs> you know... Just yeah. sending out love. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, are folks ready? Do folks have dice? Are folks ready to play some D&D? &D? Our dice uh, Pokemon as we continue, cards? Uh, our dice Pokemon cards. Mm. Is they have mayonnaise some difficulty an with those. Look, I love mm -hmm. Pokemon cards. And I think you will agree with this, though, Mika. I love dice more. I, it's Ooh. true. I buy them every week. I have. A All right, it's been real. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's out. He's Nate done. Quit. Cool. Well, uh, I will give you a very brief recap on what happened uh, last week, uh, and then we will get to playing. 
Last time on Night's Evening Star, you all have traveled uh, basically in aid of Marcel. Uh, you have traveled to a village, a ruined village called Red Spring, uh, which has been devastated, the land corrupted, transformed into a kind of swamp-like mire that seems to have killed off much of the natural life here. Um, and after defeating a band of mercenaries with your own forces of Evening Star, your own military units, you have descended down um, into a mysterious tunnel, uh, bypassing some sort of riddle and some sort of construct guardian. You made your way deep, deep down into the earth. The worked stone becoming narrow and claustrophobic, encapsulated in darkness, conjuring up images of traveling down some great beast's throat uh, deeper into it. And you have arrived in a very alien, very unnerving, unnatural-looking place. Some sort of structure where the walls are almost organic, uh, organ-like, uh, with strange devices and places and construction tubes and passages and doors that are very uh, organic and muscular in nature. Uh, and inside, you have found even more unsettling natures, uh, strange Cormerian villages that have been drained of their very essence and left as kind of shambling, undead-like figures and traps laid before you. Uh, after an uh, unfortunate incident involving a fiery teleportation uh, and some gas, some poison gas that had been leaked into the room, uh, the party is currently suffering with some... Uh, injuries and some losses, uh, the explosion having wiped out uh, Tarkle's companion Twig, uh, as well as causing injury to the party. The villagers themselves now seemingly lifeless once more. And a terrible explosion that echoed throughout the entire complex. And we leave you, and we left you guys in this kind of strange room where there are signs of habitation. There are tables, bowls, utensils, tools, um, and strange kind of rooms uh, above in the ceiling connected by tubes. Uh, and that is where we left things off last week. Um, there is a sealed uh, door that has not shifted through the explosion um, that you have not fully opened or explored yet. And then there was another exit from this room that did get kind of um, blown open by the force of the explosion uh, and seems to lead into another smaller chamber connected to this one. Um, I think the last thing we did is you guys had investigated the rooms up above and found a strange metal tube containing uh, a circlet, like a very pretty elven-made circlet for uh, to be worn upon the brow. Uh, and that is where we left things off last time. Didn't Azara put it on? I yoinked it. Yeah, I, I yoinked it. Yeah. I, I don't think it. you'd fully you'd put it on. You no, said no, you'd no. Taken I it. just I just yeah. yoinked it. Um, and it hasn't been identified or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's been um, slipped yeah. betwixt the robes somewhere. Betwixt something. Betwixt sure. something. Betwixt Wink. something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and that is where we left things off. And I, I now, my dearest players, my dear friends, I hand it over to you. What would you like to do? You said this door is like completely untouched, like not even all of the fire has scorched it whatsoever. Mm. So there's, yeah, there's the two, two doors. One has been blown open mm -hmm. and connects to some sort of side chamber. Mm -hmm. This other one, there's definitely scorch marks. Like it, mm -hmm. it took the brunt, it, you know, it was scorched by the fire of the, the explosive, you know, the gas and everything else. Um, but it hasn't been forced open. It just okay. seems to be shut as, as it was 
previously. Um, and you don't really see a way to open it. Maybe you could try and physically force it open, um, but it is kind of like a uh, collected muscle, um, like some sort of, uh, yeah, sphincter. Uh, must you i mean that's what it is i can't like gross well listen you know i know what i'm saying so (laughs) so what's the plan team you are deep in this in this complex there is definitely more to it you have seen no sign of uh any kind of intelligent or sentient life so far uh, Agnes will be like, where's Twig? Tarkle will just look. You, you're joking, right? No. He died in the explosion. What? No. Marcel, uh, what's the play here? <laughs> Agnes is just like, just completely, Frozen. yeah, yeah. We continue forward. Darkle just nods and just waits to follow Marcel. Okay. Shoulder dislocated, covered in blood. We keep going. <laughs> 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 like a true action hero, I love it. Um, it's like John McClane, his feet covered in blood and glass, and he's just like, let's go, Ali. <laughs> just keeps on trucking. Um, um, before we go anywhere... I'm going to cast a quick cure wounds at the, at the first level on Marcel. Okay, sure. Uh, which is one. So, <clears throat> um, I was going to say, do you want to kind of, we've had some healing from, from Azara before, but this is kind of a, a new process for Azara. What, what does right. this look like? What are the vibes going on in Azara as she casts this? Because um, you are channeling divine magic this time, so it's yes. different. The usually with the Zara's magic, it's like crackling and angry and lightning when it comes from her sorcery. Um, but her clerical magic is more like a gentle breeze. Like if a color was associated with it, it would be like a light blue. It's very contrast to who Azara usually is. So I'm mm. sure that if it manifests in some way, it's kind of off-putting if since everybody's seen her sorcery casting before. Mm. Um, and Azara would take great care. Uh, when casting cure wounds, kind of tuning into this new clerical energy, since it's it's she's not used to divinity <laughs> per se. Do, does Azara like pray, or like do you speak anything, or is this just like a kind of uh, sending forth a, a feeling kind of thing? She kind of will mutter under her breath a little bit. It's very very subtle. Um, and on her new on her new character art, she has the uh, a symbol to her goddess carved into her like waist sensor so she kind of holds a hand to herself mm-hmm. connecting with her goddess uh, sure. every time she casts clerical magic she hasn't explained this to us before right no this hasn't been brought up at all so she just kind of quietly i think the main thing would be that um during the two months um because we did have that period of two months where you guys were you know the town was being finished rebuilding and things like that azara probably would have been like going off um and you probably would have seen her a bit more quiet and contemplative imagine like in prayer and study maybe uh, visiting this shrine that's being kind of excavated um outside of the fort um but marcel specifically as this kind of magic uh, you know kind of breezes over you it's like a cooling wind um, it's like a refreshing breeze. Uh, it, there's a briskness to it, but it's not unpleasantly cold. Um, and there is almost, you can almost faintly, uh, very, very faintly hear, almost like um, 
an elven woman singing like it's but it's very very faint very delicate this kind of choral sound uh kind of washes over you you also got six hit points back i like process this like singing this cool like breeze in my soul i feel how much it's healed me i'm like kind of a bit flashy for that much isn't it <laughs> azara just won't say anything <laughs> you're welcome she'll just go hmm. Hmm. well thank you nonetheless lead on here i go <laughs> so i agnes will fall back and ask azara what the circlet is um as of right now, I'm not quite sure, but I plan on taking it home and identifying it. Hopefully it could be useful. Well, it could be useful now. But say I put it on and it curses me. Well, I arcana check it. Oh, can we do that? <laughs> you can certainly make an arcana check. Uh, arcana check is not detect magic, but right? I might tell you something depending I, on what you roll. I too will arcana check it. I got a 13. 13? I got an 11. Okay. Uh, looking at this circlet, you can, uh, I will see, you don't, you can't identify any runes or sigils. Mm -hmm. You can't identify um, any sort of uh, inscriptions that might hint at some sort of magical purpose. Mm -hmm. But there is a gemstone. There's like a pale, probably red gemstone set into the circle. Um, and there is, there's a warmth to it, uh, a, a, an unnatural warmth, um, like a magical warmth to the circlet. I think it's probably fine. I'll tentatively put it on. And I, before it, before it settles, I, I'll turn and say, if I get cursed, I'm coming for you first. And then I'll put it on. Uh, well... Let me just check something here. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you don't need to be attuned to this. Okay. okay. Um, so when you place it on Azara, uh, you do become aware. Uh, <clears throat> I think it still needs to be identified. Um, there is definitely some sort of magical... Th this circlet has a magical power. Mm -hmm. um, however, I think... Uh, no, it doesn't have a command word, so no. Um, this is a circlet of blasting. Uh, so when while wearing the circlet, you can use an action to cast the Scorching Ray spell with it. When you make the spell's oh, attacks, man. you do so with an attack bonus of plus five, um, and then the circlet cannot be used again until the next dawn. So it's basically a, a once-per-day scorching, uh, scorching Ray, but it has a fixed attack bonus of plus five. Uh, Agnes is very then, jealous because she used to have Scorching Ray no, until Tasha well, took it away from her. Hold well, on, maybe she can have hold it again. On, I was going to say, Azara will realize that this is a firepower and will take it off. Say, now Lady Crown Silver, I know that fire is your forte. Sometimes fire can get you into a little bit of trouble but I think this will be better left in your hands if you promise to be careful. Agnes will kind of look at it and then look over at Tarkal and be like, maybe it's better that you hang on to it. I think that you are, you are well within your power. What are you, four flames, five flames, six flames? This is five. Five flames. I think a five flame druid is perfectly capable of handling such equipment as this. 
And plus, red isn't my color. And she hands it over. Agnes nods at that. Like, that she understands. <laughs> yeah. She puts it on. Uh, meanwhile, Marcel, you said you were going to kind of move forward. What, what do you want to do? Where, where's the Where's Marcel heading at this point? Or, like, what do you lean there's, towards? There's an open uh, butthole door, right? God. There is, yeah, the one that was blown open, yeah. Cool. I'm going to walk through the blown butthole. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very tall. You don't have to crouch or anything. These doors are almost um, oval-shaped, much like the rooms and the chambers themselves. Uh, mm. This one connects. It's, it's, it's almost just like not a corridor. It's almost just like a short connection um, to another egg-shaped room. Uh, this one houses uh, almost like a kind of shelf where there were once, you can see broken jars of some sort of resin or ceramic. Um, there appear to be like this dried, thick, viscous material that's been spilled on the shelf, but it's been dried for a long time. Um, maybe some tools, very odd looking surgical tools. Um, again, kind of not dusty, but maybe look a little bit decrepit. Uh, but most importantly, there is a like angled slide-like tunnel that seems to go further down and you can see some sort of faint glowing purple light coming from that direction um it's maybe like a kind of 10 15 foot drop but it's at an angle um the passage is fairly smooth so you would need to try and keep your balance if you didn't want to just whoosh the whole way down does it seem like something a sword could slide down on its own. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you if you drop the sword, it would just down on its own for sure. Cool. I take out my sword. I'm just like, all right, have fun, and oh, uh, okay. tell me what you see. Uh, I'll just uh, uh, wee, <laughs> and then you just. He's just like brother. The sword kind of clatters as it slides down this thing, um, and then yeah, disappears into uh, this kind of chamber below. The angle of the tunnel is just enough that you can't see the room it actually leads into. Um, you wait for a few moments, and then telepathically, you get a message back. Just uh, it's difficult. I, I can only sense a little bit around me, brother. But um, there's uh, there's a, a, a mist. Um, there seem to be some alcoves set into the wall with some sort of glass or, or uh, resin over them. Um, very odd. I've not seen anything like this. I think there may be something moving at the far end of the room, but I can't, I can't see far enough. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's, that's, that's good insight. Uh, then I'll weapon bond and then just whoosh, yeah reappears. Yeah, kind of reforms back in your hand. Just like wipe off if there's anything on it. There is um, not anything on the sword itself. Uh, there is more... Yeah, there's, there wouldn't be anything on the sword itself. Oh, okay. Well, that was plenty of information. Thank you. Yes, uh, sorry, I couldn't see more, brother. A very odd, very odd place. Uh, I, even in all my books, I've never read anything uh, like it. I, I've never seen structures like this. Well, I'm going to, I'll convey what he saw to everyone else. Okay. Have we seen him do that with a sword before? Oh, uh, I think you've used weapons. Yeah, I feel before, like I've seen you? that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have we established that your sword can see things? No. No. We don't know that he can talk to a sword either. No, Carco Marcel does. basically just tells you uh, there's a tunnel leading down, and he just yeah. describes it as if it's from his point of view, I would imagine. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think Tarkle does know that mm -hmm. the sword right. is sentient. Yeah. So do we take that tunnel, or do we try to break open this door? Can I go examine the door? Investigate it? Yeah, yeah. as Tarkle turns and asks the question, Agnes, you move your way over. Uh, like I said, this one, unlike the other doors, which had this organic muscle structure that kind of sealed and shut uh, like some sort of valve, this one actually has um, metal coverings, and it's almost like um, a spiral of metal lattice, like an iris, uh, mm -hmm. and it's kind of wrapped around and sealed shut. And there's no mechanisms I can see or writing or anything. I don't see one, no. You don't see a mechanism or a lever or a handle or anything like that. It does look like, you know, somebody quite strong might be able to grip it and physically rotate the metal rings to open it up. Mm. But, yeah. Um, make a perception check, actually, while you're examining this door. The closest, you're I'm the one who moved perception. up closest to us. Good. Except That's when I roll a one, so I oh, got a nine. That's a shame. Nine. I think just the, there's a, still a bit of ringing in your ears. Maybe not even from the explosion, but from just the emotional adrenaline of what's everything that's been happening. Um, your head's all over the place, thinking about what Tarkle said about Twig, and yeah, you just yeah, it, it, you don't. You're Did too you caught up in your own head to notice anything. It was metal, a metal door. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, it's metal. Does yep. it look like? If it were to be hit with lightning, something would malfunction and it would open. Like I said, all you can see right now is this kind of organic material of the walls and then this metal plating. You don't see any mechanisms or cogs, I at least wanna... on this side. They could be on the other right. side of it, though. I want to walk up to the door mm -hmm. and uh, touch it with shocking grasp. Okay. <laughs> the lightning kind of crackles out and expands out. Mm-hmm doesn't seem to have any sort of effect on it no doesn't seem to cause any sort of malfunction or anything like that it looks almost like um yeah this is like some sort of sealed uh, metal thing but it, it looks very manual that it's open and closed gotcha i um agnes would know this about her fire so i'm assuming that um create bonfire would not get hot enough to melt metal no no, okay. it would need to be, uh, you know, maybe over a very, very long period of time, you would be able to damage it. But we're talking like days, yeah. probably. Yeah. Like, also, a Forge is hours of, you know, intense, intense yeah. heat. By the way, I want to correct myself. I said that Scorching Ray was taken away. I actually have Scorching Ray. So now I have two it's Scorching Ray. Free Scorching Ray. It's a free Scorching Ray. Yeah. No spell slots. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the plan? Tarkle, anything you want to do, or Marcel, or anyone else? Uh, I know I'm not. Actually, I'm pretty strong. I think I'm just going to go up to the door and try to turn it, but okay. can I sure. also cast Mage Hand to give myself an extra 10 pounds of turning power in the direction that I choose? <laughs> you can certainly try it, yeah. Uh, the Mage Hand in this case, um, yeah, you make a roll. We'll add a plus two bonus for the mage hand i don't want to give you advantage because that's yeah. actually going to be quite a big advantage from this little 10 pound mage hand but i think it does give you a little bit of extra kind of pull to have the you know if it was a human if it was like you know marcel helping you that would yeah. be advantage because it's the help action but the mage hand i think maybe just gives you an ever so slight 
twist of a bonus. Do you, Agnes offers to help you. I won't stop you from grabbing a door. Just don't set it on fire. Agnes uh, is silent and tries to help. Okay, yeah, so that's the help action, so you have advantage. Um, okay, so when you both it. start on this, yeah, so you roll, uh, this is just a raw strength check, Tarkle, so just with plus, you know, it's... Um, with my strength make it athletics. Fire. Yeah, make, make it athletics. athletics. Yeah, athletics, okay. but roll it with advantage. Okay. Um, I'll roll as right. you are pulling on the door, though, as you make the roll, um, both you and Agnes notice this is way more secured than it should be. Like, the metal shouldn't be this hard to move. It, it's like it's heavier, or it, it's something is is making this harder to open somehow. Okay. My second roll was a 14 total. 14 total. The but Both of you struggle and, like, exert yourselves for minutes, and you can't even get this thing to budge. Like, it's just... Uh, um. Uh, after I'm assuming is an awkward silence of the two of them helping out, Azar will just kind mm-hmm. of quietly say, um, you know, Tarkal on, on the bright side, Twig being a fey creature will have reappeared in the fey wild. So there is still, um, hope. And we'll just kind of like look at the floor and like shuffle awkwardly. <laughs> Marcel, yeah, I mean, maybe really, we'll take the you- tunnel. If if you think about it, it's really more just like you know an in, an inconvenience for Twig and us. Yes, that... I hear dying is quite inconvenient. Well, I mean, but uh, you know, not dying, more like being transported from one place to another. In a fiery death, yes, I'm sure it was just slightly inconvenient. Um, Marcel, should we take the tunnel? I can't. Do you want to try to open this door? I can't get it to budge. We will take the tunnel. <laughs> Marcel gives it like a tug and is like, yeah, I'm not moving that. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Cool. All right. So you guys make your way in and yeah, who's going to go down? This tunnel is quite narrow, so it's only about five foot wide. So this is single fire. We're going to have to go down. Um, so I'm going to need an order of who's going down first. Um, and unless you wish to just let yourself slide, it's an acrobatics check to try and descend it carefully. Um, and again, if you want to move stealthily, that's a stealth check as well, um, et cetera, et cetera. We should probably go the same order we were. We were Marcel, Tarkal, Agnes, Cesara. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take that acrobatics check. To, same? Uh, not- same. Okay. So Marcel's going first. So Marcel, if you can make the acrobatics and then decide, tell me if you're going to try and stealth as well. Sixteen on the acrobatics. That's enough. Yeah, you uh, just kind of very gently. You kind of have to keep one of your hands on the side, touching this um, organic, uh, kind of uh, corrugated, almost like fleshy material, like kind of gripping onto it for a hand goal. But you manage to keep your balance as you move down. All right, and I'll 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 try to stealth. Okay, sure. Nat twenty. Nice. Yeah, silently just with a practice move of somebody used to doing clandestine mercenary work, you make your way down uh, without any issue. Um, the tunnel is about kind of 15 feet along. Um, so Marcel, you'll reach the end of it. Uh, is Tarkle following directly behind him or are you going to give him like a little bit of time to make his way down or? No, pro- I mean, probably like once I see he's five feet in the tunnel, I'll go behind him. Yeah. So, so you're like literally right behind him. Cool. So acrobatics and then stealth for me as well. And then acrobatics. the next person would be... Yeah, Acrobatics was a nine total. 
Nine. So here's what happens. Uh, right. Marcel is about 10 feet down. Um, he's making his way, keeping his hand on the side of things. Tarkle, you go to step in. Um, as you are moving, just in, whether it's in the night, or whether you're distracted or whether it's uh, Marcel's, like something, you know, something, it's up to you what, it doesn't have to be your fault. Like maybe the ground gives way, maybe this kind of like flooring, this chalky resin breaks away. You slip and you begin sliding. Marcel, give me a deck saving throw as Tarkle oh, basically no. comes sliding behind you and is going to basically either knock you over or you're going to get out the way and he's going to go first. 10. 10. The two of you in a pile, Tarkle knocks into you, knocks your feet out from under you, and the two of you tangled up together go sliding down this tunnel and land into the room beyond. Um, and just to complete it, Agnes was the last one in the tunnel. Uh, do you want to give me that acrobatics and stealth check as well, Agnes? Twins with my brother, I got a nine. So the same thing happens there. The three of you go sliding down this tunnel. Uh, <laughs> All landing I, one another. I like to imagine that Tarkal and Marcel like tumbled together, and then like as soon as the Zara dust just settles, Agnes, second, yeah. Agnes just poof, 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 on top yeah, and on top of them. Yeah, Do and I then Azara just well? watches it. No, because the, it was only fifteen feet. So by the time oh, one was so in, I'm just standing there Tarkal was there, Ag and then you literally watch Agnes go flying down because as soon as they land in the room, and this is why you're not going to have to roll it yet, Azara. Yeah. You guys, the three of you, land in this chamber. It's like a long corridor, maybe about sort of. 10, 15 foot wide. On either side of the tunnel, you see set into the wall these cavities, these alcoves, but covering them is this glassy resin that's see-through. And inside, uh, there's maybe about eight of them in total, but inside each one, you see shapes. The first four you see are filled with this kind of goop-like liquid, viscous and thick, and kind of pressed up against this resin, you see these rotten, half-decomposed, fleshy alien creatures, big bulbous heads and craniums, tentacles coming down from their mouths all kind of split open parts of them have been rotted away and been decomposing their hands parts of their bones and skeletal structure showing through as they're pressed their kind of goopy faces squished up against the glass um at the end of this corridor though there are moving shapes these ones are not alien they bear a striking resemblance to the villages you saw in the chamber above. Uh, these humanoids with these black vein-like patterns all over their flesh. These two kind of zombie-like shuffling things. <gasps> Turn, and that's going to be initiative. Oh, oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can join them yeah. in a second. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Okay, uh, Azara initiative. Hello? I'm sorry? Initiative, Azara? Oh! Yeah, oh yeah, Ro roll in. Sorry, I thought I wasn't part in. of it. Yeah, no, no you will be. Because you'll be part of it. Eight. Uh, Marcel? Eight. Oh, buddy. Tarkle? Thirteen. Thirteen. And Agnes? Nineteen. Nineteen. I'm assuming okay. 
it's so low because as of now, everyone's on top of me. <laughs> sure, you can have that. Yeah, you're at the bottom of the pile. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm getting delayed information, so, yeah. you know. The other thing in this room, by the way, is there is a very low mist that kind of covers the kind of first foot of the floor of this chamber, this kind of thick purpley mist. Um, Agnes, you are prone. All three of you that fell into the chamber, you will start prone. So it's half movement to stand up. Um, there is about... 40 feet to these creatures, 45 feet to these creatures. Uh, they are at the far end of the corridor. Um, the corridor itself, by the way, uh, at the very far end, it splits off to the right, and about halfway down, it splits off to the left. Um, and then you've got these alcoves with these alien corpses uh, in them, these pods uh, on either side of you. Um, what would you like to do, Agnes? We established last time for certain that there is like nothing to be done for these villagers, right? They're... Well, huh? I leave that. I let uh, Agnes decide whether or not she thinks that anything can be done. They blew up. They were attacked. You tried to heal one. Didn't seem to work. She also doesn't really feel like um, using fire is probably like super appropriate right now. Because Tarkal keeps glaring at her. So she's going to cast uh, Entangle underneath okay. the the Shamblers. Okay, sure. Go for it. So what do I need to do? Is that a saving throw in my end? It is a Strength 16 save. Okay. First one is a natural one. Fails. The second one is uh, a total of 11. So this brambles and plant growth created by magic quickly kind of begins growing up and kind of locks these guys in place because it restrains them correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it doesn't do any damage to them or anything but then the ground in the area is difficult terrain in a 20 foot square 20 foot square okay so basically yeah uh 10 feet in front of them 10 feet behind them um at the far end of this corridor so yeah about 40 feet away from you these two are locked in place they're like <sighs> struggling against these vines um as you can see anything else on your turn agnes hmm that would be my action, so I can't summon my fire spirit, right? Uh, if it is an action to summon the fire spirit, then it is, yeah, unfortunately. I'm going to double check. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and just reading up on Entangle, a creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save to try and break free. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's trapped. Okay, well, they go, and they literally just try and do that. They're both going to use their action to try and break themselves free and come rushing towards you. Uh, the first one is a failure. Uh, the second one is also a failure, so they're just struggling Aha. and straining against these vines um, as they attempt to break free. Tarkle. Uh, I'm going to stand up. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to... So there's there's two entangled and two not, right? Uh, there's just two. There's just two oh, of okay. these creatures, um, and they are both entangled about 45, 40 feet away from you at the far end of this corridor. Uh, then I'm just going to kunai throw my kiss of silver. Just kunai throw? Sure. Uh, hit DC plus eight. Uh, they are restrained. They are uh, restrained, so you have advantage on them, I believe. Okay. I think I yes. would I get Attack advantage policy. anyway because of um. Uh no, because they acted first, so that oh they already surprised. acted. Yeah, because uh, they so had is, their turn, so you. So this isn't even going to be sneak attack. Well, it is because they're restrained. You have advantage against them, and because oh, you have advantage, yes. you get sneak attack. Yeah, sick. Okay, I so, rolled a uh, twenty-four total. <laughs> Agnes, Agnes, yeah, did did some work for Tarkle there in a way. Uh, 24 is easily a hit against one of these creatures. They are stationary. They do not appear to be very difficult to hit. They don't try and dodge too much. Um, yeah. And 28 total damage. 
Good roll. Dang. So these ones, uh, the ones that you fought before had clearly been injured by the explosion. Um, these ones, the kiss of silver strikes it in the chest uh, and it kind of stumbles for a second. And then as the kiss of silver turns to that mist and reforms in your hand, it's still standing. Okay. Uh, anything else? So you've got 15 feet of movement, I believe, left. Um, yeah, I think I'll just like move over away from Marcel a little bit, give him like... 10 feet of space. Yeah, so you kind of move up a little bit into the side. Cool. Uh, to give him some space. And can I use my bonus action to hide in the mist? Like, crouch? <laughs> you would need to be laying down. Like, it's like maybe a foot of mist. It's like, you know, right up at your, like, kind of, you know, knees, basically. So you, if you dropped flat, you could try. Um, okay. But you would obviously be prone. Like haunted uh, corn maze mist. Yeah. Question above board. When you're prone, do you have disadvantage on ranged attacks? Um, I think, let me check, because <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since, uh, since someone tried to lay tried down to do on a, uh, butthole, yeah. uh, room and throw no. a dagger. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls. Um, any attacks, ranged attacks against you have disadvantage though. So if like people trying to shoot you with bows and you're prone, they're actually at disadvantage. Uh, melee attacks have advantage. So you I'm would be gonna, at disadvantage on your attack. I'm just going to hide in the, in the, in the mist. I'm going to lay down. Okay. All right. Sure. Give yeah. me a uh, stealth check. So you drop sure. drop to the floor. I rolled a crit. You so are 32. <laughs> yeah. These these things have no idea where you went. They just you kind of throw the knife and then you just kind of drop into a roll and just vanish. Arkel's cool. been swallowed by the mist. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's nowhere to be found. Um I'm right here. Azara. At the top, you hear the sounds of uh, magic spells being cast, uh, the the whoosh of a dagger in the air, uh, but you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> uh, it's my turn now. Yes. I would like to carefully kind of like slalom down the... Uh, okay, acrobatics. Acrobatics, okay. Mm -hmm. Try and keep your balance. That is a 12. Uh, 12 is just enough. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very hard. The two nines, I was surprised at. But yeah, you just kind of you kind of have to tiptoe. It does cost extra movement to kind uh -huh. of do it, to go down slowly. Um, so by the time you reach the bottom, you don't have any movement left. You're kind that of stood fine. next to Azara, uh, Agnes, and, and Marcel. Um, but you managed to get to the end without slipping. And yeah, you can see these two creatures are locked in uh, place by these vines at the far end of the corridor. Um, cool. I, well, that's great, because all I have is range stuff. I'm going to. Oh, I have to touch for that, don't I? Yeah. All right, then I'm gonna witch's bolt it. I'm gonna witch's bolt it at the second level. Okay. Do you want to go for the one that seems to have this gaping wound in its chest, or do you want to go for the unharmed one? Let's go for the gaping one. Hate that okay. phrase. Um, it's not a nice. It's a good word for describing certain things. It's certain a terrible things. word for other things. Yes. Um. That's going to be 14 plus 7 to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... this thing is easy. You would have had advantage on that roll as well, by the way. If oh, you roll to well, see that's if you get for crit. shits and gigs. That's 15 plus 7, so I'm guessing I hit. Easily hits. Cool. So 2d12. That's a 12. That's 12. That's 17 plus 2 for lightning. Plus, yes, I could be wrong. I'm so sorry. Sounds right. Yes. Okay. okay, so 19, so 19. 19 total. 19 total. The bolt slams into its chest. You see the lightning kind of convulse through its body. 
<clears throat> it kind of just grunts, uh, but yeah, remains standing after Still? the bolt hits it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, this was against the injured one, wasn't it? Yes. Sorry. This was against the gaping one. <laughs> so that one, uh, I need to make a check and see if it dies. Through the through the body. Also, it was plus way. three lightning. I just checked my notes. So. Oh, sorry. So it would have been twenty. Twenty. Total. Twenty points. Okay. Uh, so plus that. So, uh, as the lightning bolt hits it, you see it kind of blast a hole in this villager's chest. Normally, would you, you expect the creature to drop. However, by some sort of dark magic, uh, it remains on its feet just barely. Okay. Does it feel like it should be dead and it's still on yeah. its feet? You feel like that should have killed it. That should have killed uh, it. If it has a beating heart, that would have blown its heart out. But it is not. Rad. It doesn't have a chest anymore. But it's somehow still, yeah, this hole has left it standing and sentient. Cool. You'd uh, love to see it. Cool. Um, uh, anything else? That's it. Okay. Marcel. So they're still restrained? They are. Yes, they are both still restrained currently. So they would have disadvantage on deck saves? I believe so. Uh, All right. Restrained. I'm... Let's check it out. Uh, restrained uh, has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. You are correct. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna huck an ice knife at okay. the uh, not as dead one. Mm -hmm. So and that's advantage, right? It is advantage, yeah, because they're both restrained. Oh. So you have an advantage on, on all attack rolls, spell or weapon. That is a 19 to hit. Easily hits. So the damage is... One. Yep. And then it explodes. Then the ice next. So the shard of ice just kind of digs into its flesh and then erupts around it. So this is deck saving throw, yeah? On both of them? Yep. Right. The first one's a natural one, so I'm just going to roll the next one because I can't get lower than that. Cool. The next one is also a natural one. I rolled two natural ones. <laughs> Dang! Sweet! So That's I'm a... just going to say they both fail. <laughs> Sweet. That is 24 cold damage. 24 Dang. cold damage to both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to try and see if... Uh, I don't think they can technically make this. So the one that Azar has blown the hole in the chest in, as the these... The shrapnel of ice just erupts out from it. It tears the remaining body to shreds, and this time it does collapse and no longer seems to be living. Um, the other one, the one that you did hit and then it kind of exploded out from, is still standing, but is very heavily injured as well. Uh, anything else, Marcel? You still have 15 feet of movement if you'd like to move, or a bonus action? No, I'm going to stay put. Okay. Sure. Uh, I just need to make uh, some rolls here behind the scenes. Don't mind me. I mind. Okay. Uh, Agnes, your turn. Uh, Agnes will be like, they're restrained. You don't need to kill them. Uh, I thought you restrained she... them to make them easier to kill. <sighs> they're people. Kind of, I think. Uh, and Agnes will use her action to summon her now. She won't. She's not going to do anything. She's feeling real unsure of herself. She's just, just going to like... Gets paralyzed by... Yeah, she kind of like... Do. You know when you're like, I'm going to... Maybe I'll... I don't... 
should I? And then your turn's over. That's what that was my doing. whole day today, Anna. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that was my last twenty-four hours. So I do know that very well. Yeah, you kind of just feel yourself overwhelmed by like everything that's happened. You can't help but see the kind of explosion and the look on Tarkle's face, and and like all of this stuff is just flooding your memory. And you just blink, and before you know it, things are happening around you. Um, you maintain concentration on the spell though, so the restraining is still there. Um, I'll make a check. Uh, still doesn't manage to break free of the these entangling vines um, that have got it kind of trapped and bound. Um, Marcel, well, I'll tell Nate again when he comes back, um, but Agnes, Marcel, uh, you guys do begin to hear heavy armoured footsteps oh, shit. coming from the... Uh, the corridor on the right that's behind the two creatures. You can hear, like, sounds of, like, somebody in armor moving. Coming toward us. Uh, yes, Marcel, you, you and Agnes have both heard the sounds of something in armor making its way um, in the direction of the, the tunnel that turns off to the right behind this these creatures. Did um, I hear that, that before my turn was over or after? Uh, it, it's pretty much all, like, at the same time. So, yeah, I'd say probably uh, at the end of your turn, probably. Because if she heard that during her turn, I would say that snapped her out of it and she summoned her wildfire spirit as her action. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll say you can summon your fire, fire spirit okay. then. Then Candor okay. appears in a whoosh. Yeah, cool. Um, and then the creatures try and break free and then we go to Tarkle. I am just going... Oh, you're muted, Shady. I clicked it twice like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> You're muted. You oh, you're again. muted again. You're... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're good now. Auto muting every you're good time. Now. That's really weird. <laughs> don't touch anything. I'm not touching anything. Okay, so I would like to uh, just stand up and toss my kisses over towards the one that remains. Okay, sure. So you kind of pop, you throw it, you pop up, and then throw it like whoosh. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna sure. click the indie beyond. So if I mute, it's not my fault. Okay, okay. I'm good. <laughs> uh, you have advantage. Don't forget as well. Nice. I rolled a 19, which is 27, and then a 14. So 27 to hit. It easily hits, yeah, 100. Uh, and then 23 damage. 23 damage, bam. Again, I don't think it's undead fortune. Can save it from this. Came close, but no. Uh, so the kiss of silver this time kind of catches it in the throat, uh, and this one goes stumbling back. You know, the the blast of the ice shrapnel that's kind of torn its ligaments apart. The uh, the the kiss of silver finally kind of deals this finishing blow, and it staggers back. Um, leaving the, the corridor empty. But yeah, you do begin to hear the sounds of something uh, moving towards the end of that corridor. What would you guys like to do? Real quick. Oh, I hear it too now? Yeah, so I think that uh, by the time that attack finishes, Tarkle, and it will start on Azara's turn, effectively, we'll, we'll take you out of initiative, but just keep in mind that, like, try and keep your what you're doing limited to, like, a move and an action kind of thing. Um, Azara, like, yeah, you, you can all now hear, like, the sounds of something coming in your direction. Um, I'm going to immediately summon um, an elemental spirit if I hear something coming. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to summon... Let's, let's do a, an earth spirit. We haven't done that yet. Like a cool sure. draconic earth golem. Like a... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to convert your um, initiatives over to a, another encounter. No, you can she. Um. I'm casting that at the, the fourth level. Sure. So uh, this we see this thing kind of spring up, um, kind of get formed in the corridor. Where do you want to summon it? Is it like, uh, do you summon it in a certain place or? Uh, probably. Where do I hear the footsteps coming from? 
Uh, so imagine you're in like a long corridor, mm-hmm. right? It's maybe mm-hmm. a sort of 60 foot corridor. Mm-hmm. You, Marcel and Agnes are at the very far end where you've come down the slide. Right. Um, Tarkle is about 10 feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the far end of this corridor, it's 60 feet away from you currently. Mm-hmm. It turns off to the to your right hand side and it's coming from there. Um, then a little bit in front of Tarkle, just in case it needs to like take a hit for him if like something mm-hmm. big okay. and so crazy it's the comes first, down. It's, it's the first yeah. thing in the way. It's the sure. first thing in the way. Okay. Cool. And I have all of his stats up. Okay, great. Perfect. That's really helpful. And then Marcel, is there anything you want to do? We'll kind of stay in initiative for now. No one, no one looks to be like retreating at this sound. None of us, right? Mm-mm. Good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just gonna get ready for whatever it is. Uh, yeah, sure. So, is there uh, anything I'll, you want to do? Yeah, I'll I'll just prepare a. No, I won't because I don't have that spell slot. Oh, I don't have that spell slot either. Ooh. I'm going to do a whole lot of waiting. Well, I will say you can always, um, don't forget one thing a lot of people forget about the dodge action, which is you can basically just prepare yourself defensively and it means you have uh, attacks against you of disadvantage for that turn. Um, cool. But it's your whole action to do it. It's like, I, you know, if all you're doing is focusing on being defensive, you can take the dodge action and then that way you're kind of preparing yourself to defend yourself kind of thing. Sweet. Since I can't do anything else, then that sounds good. Cool. All right. Uh, and then Agnes, um, anything you want to do on your turn? This, these footsteps are coming closer. No, I mean, same kind of as last turn. Until there's some obvious enemy other than the restrained villager zombies, she'll just be at the ready. Okay. Nice. Uh, so do you want to take the dodge action as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. They... Wait, I'd like will... to do something. Uh, I'm afraid it is not quite your turn yet, Tarkle. Oh, there are some things that are happening before you. Uh, I've moved you to a new initiative, a new combat. Um, so you hear, uh, Agnes and Marcel would probably be the best ones to hear this, um, coming from the same direction that these armored footsteps, which are very loud now, uh, you hear the faint kind of chanting of spellcasting. Um, too distant to really identify what or by whom. Um, but you definitely hear kind of like oh, 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 kind of you know material uh, vocal components of a spell, and then emerging around the corner uh, at the far end of this corridor, uh, it is slowed down by these thick, heavy vines. Um, but it doesn't seem to be that bothered. In fact, no, it isn't. Uh, it is hovering uh, about sort of five, ten feet off the ground um, over the vines. Is a suit of full plate armor. Um, houses no one it is literally on its own um but there is some you like hadley cooper's armor marcel you would recognize this the armor is covered in these glowing sigils um unlike hadley's this armor moves completely on its own and it has these kind of glowing specks of magic in its visor and in the kind of gaps between its you know where a person would be you can see this kind of like coursing lightning pulsing energy uh that's kind of flowing between its joints um it hovers floating over the the vines and then lands uh and then yeah basically moves about another 10 feet down the corridor towards the earth spirit uh it carries a shield and a sword in either hand both of which are also glowing with these same runes alphonse no <laughs> um this is very much evil alphonse is 
are there any other footsteps that we would have heard, like the spellcasters who were chanting? Mm, well, you definitely, it... you you didn't hear anything. It was only because this thing's made of metal that it was... Right. <laughs> you but haven't you heard hear anything the chanting. else. Uh, Marcel and Agnes do, oh, their okay. passive perception's Never quite mind. high. So they're, they're, those two do. Um, very, very distant behind the sound of it all. Uh, this thing turns around the corner. Uh, it doesn't uh, manage to get in range of anything uh, with its move. So it will basically raise its shield and go defensive as well, uh, taking the dodge action. Uh, Tarkle, now it is your turn. As you see this thing at the far end of this creepy corridor with all of these you know, alien pods with these kind of dissected alien corpses uh, floating. Um... I will, I guess, step like in front of the elemental so that I can mm -hmm. throw my kiss of silver and try to nail this thing on its sure. armory little head. You have disadvantage on the attack roll as it oh. is defending itself. Okay. First one is 23 total, and the second one is a 6 plus 8, so 14 total. It just blocks it with a shield, kind of blocking the strike. The, the knife reforms in your hand, but yeah, it's almost like it was waiting for something to attack it and just... Okay. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to try to hide. Sure. Do you want to try and um, hide in the mist on the floor again? or? Yeah, I want to, like... How wide is the corridor that he's in? Or that this 15 thing is in? feet wide. So it's about okay. 15 feet wide. The Earth Elemental Spirit is in the middle. And then you've mm. got, like, you know, bits on either side. The, the alcoves are set into the wall, and they have this kind of glassy resin... Um, so you can't really get behind them. The only thing that strikes you is if you didn't want to hide on the ground, you could try breaking the glass and then trying to hide in one of these liquid-filled pods. Um, but you would need to break the glass to do it. And that would be an action to break the glass? Probably, yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm going to try to just, like, I want to hide on the ground, but I want to tuck myself towards the wall. Sure. So you kind, so of, like, kind of planking on the side. Yeah, yeah like you a kind barrel of drop roll. roll. Sure. Uh, give me a stealth check. Uh, that is a 9 plus 12, 21. Okay, keep a note of that. Uh, okay. Keep a note of that, 21. Um, cool. Azara. Yeah. Um, does my spirit go before me or after me? Uh, so it goes after you. It after takes me. It takes its turn after your initiative, I believe. Cool. We are going to start right out of the bat. We're going to try and banish this thing. Okay. Um. So that's a charisma roll of 14. 14. You notice as you conjure the spell against yeah. it, yeah. Um, the runes on it seem to glow and pulse, and it uh, the the spell it seems to have some element of protection against. It has advantage on the saving throw, um, uh -huh. and it passes. The the banishment just kind of waves over it um, as it just almost uh, buffets it away, like a like a stone in the ocean deflects the waves itself, um, ripples around it. Angie. Um, fine. I promise one day it will work. I promise. It better, because... <laughs> man, oh man. Um, fine. Then it's Rock Boy's turn. Sure. Um, and he's You're still to... staying at the back of the corridor as well, right? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Sure. Uh, let's see. That is a 14 plus 8. 15, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 22 to hit. Uh, it does have disadvantage that the creature is currently defending itself, so... Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it took the dodge action, so... 19. Uh, just merely misses. This thing parries the blow with its sort of, like, knocks it to the side. Um, yeah, it, it defending itself has definitely made it harder to hit. It's it's clearly adept at defending itself. Okay. Um, 
That's it. But that is engaged it now. So the Earth Elemental and this thing are both in the middle of this corridor clashing against each other. So that means that it's not dodging anymore, or? Uh, it, well, I mean, maybe. Might not oh, okay. be. We'll see. Okay. Turn. Well, yeah, that's it. That's all I can do. I, okay. I, I failed. Marcel. So it's fighting the Elemental right now? Yes, this uh, this Earth Spirit. Yes, in the middle of the corridor. Do I feel like if I were to try and get past it, it would try to take an attack of opportunity on me? Watching this thing, the way it's defending itself, it's very clearly spatially aware. It's very clearly has a knowledge of combat and tactics. Yeah, it probably would try and strike at you if you tried to move past it. Uh, it would make an opportunity attack. Can I... Can I can I run an idea by you? Of course. I love ideas. They're my I favorite. want to... So the walls are this, are the walls still this weird butthole skin? Stop. Yeah, like in between the pods, yes. In between these kind of weird alien pods. So could I start running towards it and mm -hmm. basically just like spear throw the sword to like aim and like land in the wall next to his head and then try and use that to like sneak around the other side of him? I would say you can try me an acrobatics or athletics. So you're basically, what you want to try and do is is use your sword to kip up and like jump around this thing or like jump at an angle. No, like I, I want to I wanna chuck my sword at the wall on one side to get his attention looking that way. To distract and then, him. So and then like, make a blind spot. Sure, I get you. In that case, I think that would be a deception. I think you'd be trying to like almost faint him, right? You're like, hey, mm -hmm. look at this thing. And then you slip to the side. Sure. Yeah. Come on. Ooh. Uh, 18. Okay. 18. Uh, okay. Uh, you throw the sword. You go to run. So, because you don't know whether this thing's going to work, right? That's the gamble. Mm -hmm. You throw the sword. You make your dash. Uh, it does seem to register the sword. Um, and for a moment, it's like animated head begins turning. Um, but then with its shield hand, it kind of reaches out and bashes you as it senses you moving past it. Almost like as soon as you get within a certain range of it, it just becomes immediately aware of where you are. And it's like, <laughs> goes to strike you. So unfortunately, it, it beat the deception. Uh, wow. It does make a strike out at you. Um, that's going to be eight points of uh, damage, basically, as it slams you into the wall. But you still get past it. It doesn't stop your movement. Got it. Ow. I'm, well, I, I run past. It doesn't work. I get hit with the shield, but I'm not like knock prone or anything. I can keep moving. No, you can keep moving. Yeah, exactly. It's just an opportunity attack. So it just deals the damage and then you keep going. All right. So I just keep running. Sword just yep, back, in. back into the hand. Yep. Uh, you reach the end of the corridor where it starts to become this viney tangled mess. So it becomes difficult terrain. But you reach the end just as that stuff begins spreading out, right? So you don't have to worry about moving through it. Um, mm -hmm. You can just about see round the corner uh, where this thing came from. And you see that it leads into a much, much larger chamber. It's dimly lit by these glowing magic orbs set into the ceiling. Um, and it's, it's quite a sight when you look into this larger chamber. In the very center, there appears to be a large broken glass dome that contains an enormous, rotted, dead brain. 
Uh, metal rods are impaled through it, all with crystals and sigils all along them. Um, and those rods are attached by thin metal chains to two tables on either side of the dome. Uh, one of the tables is empty. Uh, one of the tables has uh, the kind of lifeless, black-veined body of a young man, like maybe a, a young Cormirian man, um, standing in the room with his hands raised, you see a young human mage in white robes with this big kind of golden collar that is broken down into all, not quite lightning bolts, but like these jagged geometric shapes um, and this big kind of golden mask with a kind of broken sun on the temple. And immediately there are flashbacks of memories. You see a dark shadowed temple um, your brother is alive beside you on a table, uh, unconscious, and you see various figures in these robes looming over both of you um, as you are both strapped down. Um, and yeah, you can hear your brother, uh, you know, them kind of speaking in hushed tones. You recognize this is a scion of the Shattered Light. Uh, not one you, you, you can't see his face, um, but you definitely recognize these robes. And he has got arms raised. Um, and when he sees you, uh, there is, like, you can see him beginning to kind of, yeah, initiate some sort of spell. And how far is he from this, from where so I'm So he would be about 30 feet away from you now. So he's in this larger room, about 30 feet away from the corridor where you've, uh, you've been. Cool. I'm going to misty step 30 feet right in front of him. Okay, you whoosh in a, in a flurry of magical power, you appear right in front of him. Um, there is a momentary kind of like startlement, um, but yeah, apart from that, he seems to be fairly uh, unfazed. And that's cool. all I can do. That's all you can do. Agnes Crown Silver. I am how far from the armor suit? You are 60 feet as you are right at the start of the initial corridor, I believe. Hmm. I know the, that moved further in, so that came in about fifteen feet. So and it had... is forty-five feet in front of you. Oh. Hmm. That changes my plan. I'm sorry. I'm going to shoot it with a longbow. Hmm. Okay. Um, so you pull my... out a longbow. Yeah. I'm trying to check the the range of my wildfire spirit, though. Give me one second. No Sixty problem. feet. Okay, great, great, great. So I'm gonna shoot it with an arrow, okay. and then my fire spirit is gonna spit a little flame seed at it. Two. Okay, go for it. Make an attack roll for me, please. I don't usually use weapons. This is exciting. Uh, you will have disadvantages. It's still technically benefiting from its dodge action, so because it's the start. All right. Time. Well, we got fourteen. And we got 14. So it is a 14. Yeah, it just deflects it away with a shield, parries the arrow out the air, or like raises it and the arrow just bounces harmlessly off. Well, at least we can roll for my, for Candor. Candor rolls a 24 to hit. Okay. Uh, and this is like the flame seed attack, like it kind of spits fire. Uh-huh, it'll do 1d6 yeah. plus 4 fire damage. Roll the damage for me, because this actually, as it deflects the arrow, it doesn't have enough time to block the incoming flames. 
I rolled a one, so it does five fire damage. Five and fire Kander damage. Goes, beep, beep. Uh, the kind of flame scorches the armor. You see parts of it turn black, and it definitely seems to be affected by it. Oh, um, that is a flame. surprise to Agnes. Mm, yeah, it's like kind of, you know, kind of momentarily sends it sprawling, uh, like a kind of, you know, shudders backwards from the flames, um, clearly impacted. Uh, anything else, Agnes? Would you like to move or? Yeah, I'll move closer. Yeah? Do you, how far do you want to move up? This thing's about 45 feet away from you. Down I'm going to move to 20 feet. Okay. All right. So you're 20 feet away from this yeah. battle between the spirit and things in the middle. Okay. Marcel. Um, so now that you, as you teleported closer to this guy, by the way, uh, you notice a couple of things. One, his stone, his skin is stone-like. There's this like stone-like covering all over his skin, um, rather than just normal flesh. Um, and there is also almost these three like after images that are moving with him. Uh, so it looks like he's, he's, and judging by, you know, magic, he's clearly casted some spells on himself. Um, you can see that he clearly has some sort of magical defenses. Uh, he will... Humdy humdy hum. What would he do in this situation? Apologize and fix everything. No. Correct. No, 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 no. Love hum a little tune. He will raise his hand uh, and... You knowing magic, you know the spell itself. He kind of spreads his hands in a cone-like shape, and a gout of flame erupts in a in a kind of rolling cone out from him. I need you to make a saving a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. You're going to take half damage as you do manage to kind of tuck and roll out the way of, uh, or like at least kind of avoid some of this. Maybe cutting it with your blade, kind of uh, very cool anime style. Mm -hmm. uh, he would be casting this at fourth level. Uh, so That's rude. One, two, three extra. So this is sixty-six. Uh, that's going to be 15, so half down to seven points of fire damage. As he just kind of holds out this hand, this flame roils over you, uh, and you just hear him kind of speaking. I don't know who you are, but you have no idea who I'm dealing with. Whatever your purpose for this attack, it will be in vain. You will not stop our work. Um, and then he will uh, just, yeah, kind of ready himself uh, to prepare for a kind of counterattack. Um, that's his turn. Um, the giant uh, metal armor will begin an assault. It's going to attack the earth elemental spirit twice. Um, so its first attack is uh, 19 plus six, 25 to hit. That hits. That very much hits. Uh, it's going to take eight points of slashing damage. So as the sword carves across it. Okay. Uh, and then its second attack is going to be a total of 21 to hit. That also hits. It's another eight points of slashing damage. Um, it's okay, this it just, boy's kind of tanky. Yeah, and he kind of, uh, it, it's just keeping itself in the middle and engaging this thing directly in front of it. But those of you who are watching, it definitely has a sense of like, you can't move around this thing. Like it will know if you move around it, basically. Um, right. It's blocking the middle of the corridor. Tarkle. So how far am I from? I'm hidden. I rolled a 21 because you told me to remember. Yes, you are currently hidden. You don't think it's um, sensed you. You are prone on the ground. Um, so remember, it's half movement to stand back up. Mm -hmm. um, you are, I think, because you'd moved forward about 10, 15 feet from the start. So it's about 
uh, 30 feet from you to the, the armor and the earth elemental spirit. And then the end of the corridor is about uh, 45 feet away. You're muted again. You're muted again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am going to stand up and I am going to use my bonus action. Hopefully this doesn't mute me when I open D&D Beyond. Uh, <laughs> I can use my bonus action to dash. So I'm going to try to dash past it. Yeah. Okay. So like with Tarkle, uh, this thing will try and swipe at you as you try and run past it. Because dash is just extra movement. Yeah. So it still gets the opportunity attack. Yep. Uh, that is going to be a 18 to hit you, Shady. Okay, that'll hit. Also, I think that Tarkle would do this anyway, but I just mm -hmm. want to make sure what I have heard, like I, I, I would have seen Marcel run towards the end of the hall, right? And then you see the misty step, like whoosh, he vanishes. Okay. All right, the then this is then this then this is still definitely what Tarkle would do. Okay, okay, cool. So that hits me. So you, you run, um, you try and like move out of the way, kind of leaping to the side, but this thing catches you with the blade, eight points of slashing damage, um, okay. as it catches you as you run past. Um, but you still manage to get, yeah, just past it. Um, and then with the rest of your movement, you can get to the end of the corridor, basically. Can I um, can, can I use Uncanny Dodge on an opportunity attack? I believe you can. But just remember, you only Uncanny Dodge is your reaction. And, I get, um, don't and get you that don't again, get so. a reaction until the start of your next turn. Okay. Okay. I will still right. take it. Okay, so uh, you half that. So seven halved it. Wait, it'd be three because you round down. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it was eight. So four, four eight. points of damage. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you uncanny dodge. You kind of managed to avoid some of it, but it still scrapes you along. Um, but you tuck and roll, and you manage to get to the very end of the corridor, and you see the same thing Marcel does. You see this weird chamber with the brain room. Um, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention for Marcel is scattered around this room with the big brain jar in the middle of it. Um, there are sections of the floor, like round holes, that appear to just drop into... A space below as well. There just seem to be drops down into a room below. Ah, oh, okay. And then you um, see Marcel is... facing off against this this robed man. And Marcel's like right in front where I would not be able to toss my kiss of silver, I'm assuming. You still can. I'll give the guy some cover because Marcel's right in front of him, basically. Okay, I'm just trying to decide maybe if... Is there any sort of advantage I get from attacking this knight, this armor, now that I'm behind it? Uh, there's no flanking by by okay. natural things. However, it is engaged with the earth elemental spirit, so you would still potentially get sneak attack. Okay, um, but you wouldn't have advantage. I'm gonna go with that then because I don't want to okay. risk. Uh, Mar Tarkle doesn't want to hit risk hitting Marcel. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, you can go for the armor. So I roll a seven plus eight, fifteen. Uh, 15 is not enough. Um, the thick armor, this full plate armor, the Kiss of Silver just bounces off of it and snaps back into your hand. But sadly, this thing is, uh, yeah, tough. You can see it's very hard to um, get leverage against it. A full suit of armor and a shield, all made of metal. Tarkle's very sad. His dagger seems to be doing nothing in this fight, and he's going to end his turn. Okay. Azara Mithras. Um, so recognizing the runes on this magic boy, seeing that he is very magical, realizing that probably this can't be happening without somebody pulling the strings and knowing mm -hmm. that Marcel ran, mm -hmm. Zara will do the same. Okay. Um, I forgot I have another Misty Step because of Fae Teleportation, which is dope. How far away am I? Uh, so you are 60 feet from the end of the corridor. So okay. you're about 45 feet to the Earth Elemental and the armor. And then... Okay. 15 feet after that. So yeah, you're, you'd have to move 30 feet 
and misty then step misty 30 step. feet and yeah. then you'd be at the end of the corridor yes so i'm going to do exactly that okay. i'm going to uh, but before i go i'm going to turn to agnes and say if we can get past this this suit of armor throw up a wall of fire buy us time and then i'm gonna misty step and sure. then start sprinting and then i'm also gonna like I guess telepathically communicate with my dragon boy, like keep him occupied. Can we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's under your order. Yeah, you can. Well, it's also you can just shout an order, like keep right. fighting the thing. Yeah. Or something so like I'll that. say yeah, fight to sure. the death as I. Okay. Yeah. As I bam. And the the earth element you just hear is like. <laughs> my dragon, he's so cool. Yeah, uh, this kind of dragon warrior of earth, just clashing yeah. with this knight of steel. Very, very anime. I love it. It's very anime. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Big, big. <laughs> Big pog. Uh, so yeah, you arrive at the end of the corridor. You see the same thing before you. Uh, Marcel, sword out, engaging this mage. Um, yeah, you can identify as well that he clearly has magical protections on him. On him um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said this brain. Is it? It looks. It's very dead. It's like decomposed. Oh, it's it's, it's already, like yeah. it's already been. You, like you can see chunks of it have been. You know, chunks of it have been carved out. You can see it's like turned gray. It no longer right. seems to be living. Right now. He may have magical protections, but Azara does not give a solitary fuck. So I'm going Just to cast... You cast a bonus action spell this turn. So you can only cast a cantrip. Misty Step is a bonus action. You're right. That I'm is right. still fine, because I can still cast Word of Radiance at him from afar. Uh, I, Word of Radiance is... is the one that's five feet around five you, feet. I think. You're right. I can still cast... We'll get one of them. One of them, I'm sure you can cast. I can cast Toll of the Dead, but he's not hurt, so that's not as fun. Nope. What about? Yeah, you... no, I'll lightning lure him. I'll I'll try and I'll try and keep his arms down. What's the range of lightning lure? Fifteen feet. How far he's, is he? He's thirty feet from the end of the corridor. Fine, Toll of the Dead. It is. God damn it. What do I do? <laughs> uh, wisdom saving throw of. 15, but he's probably super freaking smart because he's an asshole mage. Uh, Wait, I take it back. I take it back. Firebolt. I'm firebolting his ass. Okay. I forgot I Roll a fireball for me, please. Yes. I'm already mad at this man and I don't even know him. Uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22 to hit. Okay, I'm going to roll to see something here. So as you, uh, as the firebolt whooshes past, Mm -hmm. um, the, the the these kind of illusory duplicates uh they all shift and change position the firebolt hits one of them it erupts in flames but doesn't cause any harm to him uh there are only two duplicates remaining uh as a free action as our curses out in draconic <laughs> a little like... bit as <laughs> as just curses him out a little bit in draconic <laughs> and uh that's that's the end of my turn marcel your turn um, okay. So I'm up in his face. You are, yeah. Uh, my sword's out. So if I could, I'll just like hold it. Runes start to glow. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, fix him. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hmm. Okay, there is a moment, uh, he raises his hands, uh, he looks at you, he, the fireball kind of launches from, from her, her direction, things like that. Uh, 
he looks at the sword and there is a kind of look of like uh interest like a kind of look of recognition um he raises up a hand and you see it begin to crackle with kind of uh energy um tell your allies to stand down we may speak but tell your allies to cease their hostilities immediately now if your forces will do the same i will call off i will call off the armor when your forces stand down if you wish my if you wish the aid of the scions I thought you were here to attack us. Say, that was the backup plan. <laughs> but I'll, I'll convey to, to anyone who can hear me to hold off. If you yell stand down, I think we'd all hear it probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and you see like just a, the look of waiting, like a look of this this mage is waiting to see what everyone does um cast your weapons down lower your hands what do you guys do i'll put my rinky dagger on the floor okay i'll stow um, my bow and candor will land on my shoulder dismiss the spirit i i have it fly away <laughs> You kind of, you see a head tilt of, please. Um, and the, this one, the war wizard. Drop his staff. He hasn't seen my, uh, my uh, elemental, right? There is the sound of combat coming from back there where the, 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 the armor and the spirit -uh. are fighting to the death. Nah -uh. so. oh, well, Nothing. If he can't see that, then he can't see me either uh because no, i'm on the true. other side that's yeah. true actually yeah you you were you were still on the other side so okay so agnes you he doesn't say about the fire spirit and yeah. you, he doesn't see your bow and things like that but does he know that there's a i mean he can hear something oh, okay. um, um so i guess he's just like whatever it is fighting the arm whatever it is fighting our servant end it now azara will just telepathically tell it to stop fighting but won't unsummon it Okay, he seems to like almost tilt his head. Uh huh. And then you hear the suit of armor stand down as well. It stops fighting. It okay. Still stands at the ready, it's still, but it's right. not yes. actively combat. Same, same with Draggy Boy. And then. All right. Well, in this case, yeah. we'll pause initiative. Um, the figure looks in Marcel's direction. I recognize this weapon. You're one of the escapees from the temple. We've that doesn't warrant a response. <laughs> you asked me to fix him. That is an interesting concept. You will need to speak with the High Sister. She runs things here. And where is she? Below. But I will not take attackers. If you are truly here, as you wish to seek to undo our great work, perhaps the High Sister and Lord Asharian may be interested in such an endeavor, but I make no guarantees of it. But if you are willing to 
parlay, an agreement perhaps can be reached. We have no wish for violence, just to continue our research. When we heard the explosion, I thought that perhaps the Knights of Arabelle had come and discovered us. We thought that we were under attack. This entire place is rather threatening. We were defending ourselves. We left guards. We knew our mercenaries had informed us that units of knights had arrived. and We expected some sort of battle and siege. Defenses were placed. Uh, this setting is perhaps a little intimidating. Still. Just really quick above board. The Scions, yeah. as far as we know, haven't done anything deliberately against... Evening Star, they just kind of sent that hit out on me, and we're yeah, I think so. Yeah, we I, are I, actually only here because I no, no, they've you've not heard of them, you've not heard of them being involved with Evening Star specifically. No, they've they put a hit out on you, or at least it, you know, was it you're not even sure if they were trying to kill you or try to capture you or whatever. Um, it, it descended into an attempt to kill you for certain, but um, yeah, but those are you don't know of anything Cormirian people they're experimenting on. Oh, very much, gotcha. yes. Oh yes, so they were definitely villagers uh, from some place. Probably you know, not town, there voluntarily. No, <laughs> I mean, well, you don't know. Like right. you, you know, at the end of the day, maybe they did volunteer. You don't suspect that any volunteers expected what would happen to them. I'll put it right. that way. Right. Uh, you can see this guy is still heavily on edge. Um, he steps back carefully away from Marcel, out of sword range, um, keeping his guard up. Um, you hear armored footsteps coming from behind you. Uh, Agnes, you see the uh, the suit of armor turns around and begins making its way um, back. Um, unless you guys do anything, the armor returns to this mage's side. Uh, and he seems to, he looks at it and nods. I'm going to try to stealth, because if the mage doesn't know that I was there, mm -hmm. that yeah, would probably sure. be better. So I'm sure. going to, like... Check. Candor can go under my my cloak. Your cloak, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll sure. just kind of like stealth along the side of the tunnel. Sure, perfect. Okay, yeah. And um, I roll a twenty for stealth. Dirty okay. twenty. Okay. Um. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be. Doesn't seem to pick up when you're there, Agnes. Um. I'm just gonna go to like the mouth of the tunnel and mm -hmm. just kind of follow yeah. him behind. Uh. The mage gestures. Uh. And he says, this way, we will need to take, I assume that, hmm. you will need to drop down to the floor below. Uh, use this tube so you do not end up in the resting pool of the Elder Brain, or what is left of it. And do I gestures. get any kind of sense that he's trying to pull a fast one, or does this seem... Make an insight check. You will. 17 17 he's very cautious you know looking around yes he seems to be a mage he has this suit of armor you clearly have him outnumbered uh for the time being like you know you tackle uh azara and the earth spirit that he's aware of he 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 is outnumbered two to one still um he's being cautious um, you can see that, yeah, you don't get the sense that he is trying to set you up for a trap necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, 
whether or not they're going to try and do anything later down the road, that's going to be difficult to tell from just reading his body language. But he seems to just be protecting himself at the moment. Um, he gestures forward and points to one of these holes in the floor uh, in the corner of the far corner of the room. Um, drop down there to the floor below. Okay. Take I'll the blade that. with you. I will take you to speak with the high sister. She will determine what we are to do with you. Cool. He just gestures. Uh, so do you guys go? Do you do, you do what he says? I'll Talk follow Marcel. Azara. He drops, I drop. Okay. Azara? Is it at all possible for me to pass without trace behind them if I cast the spell? If you cast it on yourself, casting it on them, it will become very clear that there's somebody else here. Um, no, I'm going like to just cast it on myself. Sure, I'd say that like if you linger back, like if you wait for them all to go, and you like as like Agnes, you're kind of peeking through. Mm -hmm. You can see and hear him saying, "Drop down into the hole," you know, and then he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna follow after them. So mm -hmm. you could probably like when he drops, cast the spell on yourself and then sneak after. Okay, I'm casting sure. that, and I'm just tiptoeing along behind them. Okay, sure. Um, the hole, by the way, that he points you over to, Marcel, when you look down it, um, it looks like it's a good sort of like, you know, maybe 20 feet drop um, mm. down into this floor below. Um, you can see the other pits in this room, the other holes in this room, lead into a massive kind of pool of this kind of thick gel purple liquid. Um, this hole, however, lands on a dry corridor that's adjacent to the pool. Okay, before I jump in, I want to just turn back and talk to my party real quick. Yeah, sure. He is, tell. like, standing a good 20 feet away from mm -hmm. you guys and has, like, all of you in his line of sight. Like, he's keeping all of you in his vision. I'll just say, <clears throat> my mic doesn't want to pick me up. Um, I'll just say, you've all already done more than you owe me. This is, this has become a mission for me that doesn't benefit you. If you wish to not proceed any further, then I won't make you. And if I get out of this, or whatever happens, if I come out alive, I will forever be in your debt. Well, then I suppose we have to make sure you come out alive. Think that I'm going to lose my one and only confidant in this insane turmoil that we're going through then you're crazy so let's go agnes will pat him on the shoulder you can't hoping. you're yourself and hiding away agnes. i can't you are keeping yourself hidden a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you masking you and your companions from detection for the duration it's not invisibility it hides your tracks and helps you stay hidden but it doesn't make you invisible Right, 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 right. It's You're not right. The invisibility okay. spell. Sadly. So I'm just still lurking. You're like in a corridor behind, yeah. like listening in, like peering <laughs> around the thing. Yeah. Um, like shadows are helping hide you. Like the shadows of the corridor shift to keep you obscured, but you couldn't move out into an open room. He'd still see you. Oh, well, that was the point of Pass Without Traces. I was trying to get okay, to the hole. Right. So you can, you, you'll be able to, basically, Pass Without a Trace means you don't leave tracks and it makes you easier to stealth, but it's not invisibility. It doesn't right. make you 
invisible to see. So you can make stealth checks easier. So like when they go ahead, you can still stealth. But if you move out to like pat Marcel on the shoulder or move into the middle of the room, they're still going to see you, right? Right. Like they're still going to be able to see you easily. So I don't do that. I'm just, I I would like to try to stealth my way into the room Mm -hmm. or be ready to to run to the Yeah, hole, you are I'm... as close as you can possibly get if something happens, but you have no way of reaching the party. That's okay. It's like a gap between you now. So. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Okay. Marcel? All right. I guess uh, we're going in. Okay. Um, if you lower yourself, you might be able to drop without taking too much fall damage. Um, cool. So just give me like an athletics check. Fifteen? Fifteen, yeah. So you kind of have to like lower yourself, you hang off the edge, and then you drop. Um, and it's like a you know, you kind of take a little bit, you'd probably take like a D6 of damage here. You take like three points of damage as you kind of have a hard landing as you fall. Um, but yeah, you drop into this corridor. Um, Hero landing? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, of course. I'm uh, at such corridor... low HP that I like land and the shock goes through my knees. Uh, and I'm just like ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> The corridor, Marcel, curves around the edges of this pool, this thick purple pool. Um, It heads off to the left and right. Um, You hear a voice from above, remain there until we follow. Uh, And then he waits for Tarkal and Azara to drop down first. Uh, I'll drop down next now that I don't see Marcel. I'm not doing the same thing where I follow too close behind any sort of tunnels or holes anymore. Okay. So, all right. Acrobatics? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I rolled a one, so... Okay, uh, you take five points of bludgeoning damage as, yeah, your fall is far less gracious than Marcel's. Um, you kind of, like, ah, twist your ankle a little bit as you land. Um... Uh, my turn, I guess. He, nod- he nods. Uh, Zara will just kind of, like, she'll say nothing to him, but kind of, like, flare her magic a little bit and, like, a I'm fucking watching you type of... Mm-hmm. Uh... There's like no this. need for the theatrics. There's always Magister. need for theatrics. <laughs> and then she'll drop down. Sure. Uh, acrobatics. Uh, acrobatics or athletics. Oh, acrobatics. Six. It's uh, four points of, of damage as you thump, land next to them as well. She takes it with grace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after that, the large suit of armor steps up uh, and just drops. Just lands uh beside you guys well the um, armor's coming can the dragon come too yeah if you want to he's coming <laughs> sure uh again he waits for all of you guys to move up and then eventually the wi- the wizard steps up and then just floats down he just floats down uh he points further down the corridor to your right hand side um that way make no sudden movements as soon as it seems like he won't notice i want to go down too yeah, sure. You make it with the pass without a trace in your previous stealth roll, you make it without problem. Um, drop down the hole. Uh, you'll need to make an acrobatics uh, or athletics check as well, Agnes. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, no. Four points of damage as you <clears throat> slam down into the ground. Um, when you land, Agnes, there is a kind of like, he turns his head, but you've already pressed yourself. In fact, actually, no. Here's an interesting question. So you land, there's clearly a noise. Um he turns around what do you do like where do you want to hide you can see the pool next to you of this like thick goo 
or you could try and dash into it maybe looks like there's a couple of side chambers that you could make a run for but you don't know what's in them side chamber i don't want any goo okay you dash over to the side chamber kind of holding your breath hoping that nobody's inside um you emerge into similar to the rooms that were above um the kind of cocoons the metal cocoons uh you find another one of those this one however has been clearly furnished with more human um properties um there are pillows and blankets stuffed into the cocoon to make it into a traditional bed uh there is a desk uh, upon which is a very ornate looking spell book it looks like a wizard spell book is it heavy um it's as heavy as a thick tome would be could i could i put it in my bag yeah, you grab it and stuff I'm it in the bag. Just gonna yoink it while I'm in here, and sure. then just very quickly. I don't want to stay in here. I'm just okay. gonna. Yeah, you're wait just waiting while he's clear. like looking around, yeah. and then as soon as he's emerged, you come back out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do come back out, as the others are being led down the corridor, the pool of liquid. Um, there's these big like where you've landed. It's kind of like a, a basin. You can look into it at the very far end, about thirty feet uh, from where you currently are. The far end of it. It looks like it's maybe it would come up to your waist if you waded into it. There is a glimmering shape, and with your high perception and your elven um, eyes, uh, your elf eyes, uh, it appears to be the form, it's like a bow shape, and it is glowing. There's like a silvery light, uh, and it's glowing um, in, in within the pool itself. Meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Tarkal, Azara, and Marcel are led down this corridor. You are led to another one of these large egg-shaped rooms, Um the mage behind you calls out uh, as you're moving. Hi, sister. Uh, prepare yourself. I. There are some individuals that you must speak with. Uh, and you hear a voice. Brother Kale, are these our intruders? Have they surrendered? Not quite, high sister. They have something that I felt it best you investigated. Uh, as this this awkward silence. The room you emerge in... It's another one of these egg-shaped rooms, but this one is one of the most grotesque you've seen so far. Uh, there are more of these kind of pods scattered around the room, some of them up high, some of them down low, and in each of them is a pulsating brain. Uh, just bloop, there are all these kind of like tentacly uh, intestinal kind of tubes and pipes that kind of get all of these pods down into a central chamber where there's almost this high-backed chair with a kind of cap made of bone uh, set into it, kind of like a Cerebro from X-Men kind of vibe. Um, sat in the chair, she doesn't have the, the cap on, she's just kind of sat in the chair, is a red-skinned tiefling. Um, her horns are quite large and they curl inwards at the tips kind of coming out quite wide and curling in she's dressed in the white robes uh with golden jewelry similar uh in style to the scions uh kind of collar um and on the ground in front of her are four brains with little arms and legs they appear to have all been rotten and decayed um and are now animated by some sort of necromancy um but they are kind of scurrying around like little pets around the chair and her feet um, and her black eyes stare out as you kind of enter the chamber. They're Pomebranians. Um, Stop this. Pomebranians. Stop it. That is the name I will be using for them no! uh, when I write this up. 
Wonderful. Like Thank you, Anna. It's like Bridgerton with brains. <laughs> Scurrying around. I want to vomit. <laughs> You're welcome wow. to. I, I understand. <laughs> How intriguing. I recognize you, boy. I was there when the process was conducted when you made your escape attempt. How interesting that you found your way back to us. Asharian thought that we would never find you again. So? Mm. He's just glaring. So I would recognize... You didn't see this woman. Like, oh, okay. she's talking as if she recognizes you, but you didn't see her. Um, you don't recognize her at all, but she seems to know you. Years ago, you... You lied and took advantage of the faith of a young boy. That would be Lord Asharian's specialty, my dear. I am not one for manipulations. I find it a waste of my valuable time. I prefer to take what I need. He prefers to sell the dream. The majesty uh, makes it all sound so noble, what we're doing. I can understand your frustrations at such a man. But you have come with a purpose. Let us not waste any more time on tragic tales and stories i have seen far too many in my time why why here have you come to surrender have you come to realize the value of the netherese magic that we attempted to unlock i came to take vengeance i wanted nothing more than to see you all die oh you can see there is almost a grin but there is also black kind of energy begins coalescing at her fingertips, ready for some sort of attack. Wow. But that boy you took advantage of, the one you manipulated, still has more compassion than I ever could. He didn't want me to take that. All we want is to try and undo what you've done. And I'll hold out the sword. Yeah. Okay. Just bring him back as to how he was. And whatever it is you're doing down here, it doesn't concern me at the moment. Hmm. <laughs> wow. How very intriguing. You know your yours and your brother's escape cost us years of research. You, there was one other, a suit of armor that we constructed from a young girl and her father. You were the closest we came to unlocking the secrets of the Netherese magic. When we lost you, well, I was sent to decrepit ruins and disgusting lairs like this one to try and recount whatever we could find. To expect you to come back willingly, our purpose was never to, we would not normally be concerned with the process of reversing what we did, but I think that there is value in it. I think that there is great value in understanding how to do something and how it is undone. What if our enemies were to discover the magic we seek to unlock? Having a way to undo it would be valuable to us. 
think that I can help. I believe that given time and resources and study of you and your brother, we can unlock this. I could revert him. Whether we find some young villager to take his physical form's place or a new body is constructed, such things are possible to those with the right means. It is possible. But there would be a matter of payment. And I'm not interested in gold or resources or some such things. What I need are capable individuals. You've managed to reach this far. If you are so concerned with unlocking your brother's, reversing his current situation, which I may point out some would find favourable, immortality, even trapped in a form, is still immortality. Still, you and the sword shall come with me. We will return to Lord Asharian, and we will undo this. I would like to talk to my sword, please. You may. Oliver, you don't have to do this. This is, this is giving up too much. You were already born robbed of a good life. This might be the only chance you have at one. But working, she wants you to go back with them, the ones that we escaped from. We've got allies. We have, we have a, a home. We have everything we could need. It's, you can't do this. You can't. Kind of like digest that for a second. Like, well, then at this point, given where we are, what exactly do we do now? I I don't know. As much as I as much as I want to have a body to to live again to do everything, I I feel that this price may be too high, but I I this is I can't make that decision, brother. This is your life. It would be your life throwing away. I can't exist without you. This is in your hands, as am I, as I've always been. Do you really want to condemn yourself to work or to go with the very people that did this to us and give up everything we have in Evening Star for the chance that I might have a body again? I'll, uh... I'll ask her. Sure. Say, if you do your research and we successfully revert this, what then? An interesting question. I suspect you fear that I would keep you as some sort of experiment or some such. The fact is, is that the knowledge of we, the Scions, would greatly benefit from studying the vessel and yourself. The two are connected, after all. Your 
situation is of value to us. We would conduct our research, reverse it if possible. And then I think perhaps if I, well, I will speak with Lord Asharian. I would hope that perhaps given time, you may come to understand our work, why it is so important. But I fear that perhaps you may be a bit too driven by your hatred and past experiences to look past it all. But perhaps an arrangement can be made. Perhaps if you were to leave Cormir, travel, go off to some city somewhere far in the world with you and your brother, not meddle in our affairs, we could make such an arrangement. I do not wish to waste my brothers and sisters' lives in a pointless battle here with you and your nobles and war wizard, nor do I wish to lose the research we have performed already, the great success we have had with the vessel. It would be a waste. I would much rather reach agreeable terms. I'll turn to Tarkal and Azara. And I'll say, I very much appreciate what it is you and what Evening Star has done for me. But before any of this, my life, my only purpose, my only drive. was my family. I fear this is something I must do. Can we come with you? I don't know how long this will be. I don't know. What it, what it will entail. My, my ledger's read as it is. Whatever it is they'll have me do. I doubt it'll be of much consequence to what I've done. But you have, you have too much to get back to. The people are important to you. And they rely on you. And this isn't, this isn't your fight, it's mine. Agnes is going to just kind of like materialize out of the shadows. <laughs> like a maid, <laughs> the, the other maids, the male mage turns yeah. around, lightning in hands, the armored suit turns around like ready for blows. But the tiefling woman holds up her hand. Um, still your gonna... hand, Kale. Let us uh, allow them to speak. Having heard all this, Agnes is just going to put her hand on his shoulder and say, you have already done immeasurable service to Evening Star. Family is most important. And she'll kind of ashamedly look at Tarkal and say, if you ever have need of our help, you know where to find us. Godspeed. And kind of step back. Zara will kind of step forward and say, Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. We haven't seen eye to eye on every moment in our, in our history. However, 
I would greatly regret if I never saw you again and you went on thinking that you are some sort of doomed, broken man. You are, and I can't believe I'm saying this, one of the most honorable men I've had the pleasure to work with. And I only hope that you are not taking this on as some sort of self-punishment, that you are not taking this on because you see yourself as unfixable, unbreakable, and that your life means any less than, and she kind of nods to the sword. What I'm assuming, what I've gathered is, is your brother here, which I am deeply sorry for, but I just, the world would shine less without you in it, Marcel. And I just hope that whatever decision you are planning to make, whether you've made your mind up already or you're still thinking, somewhere inside your heart, you know this. And, and she just kind of trails off. Uh, Tarkle will just outreach a hand, assuming Marcel will take it, kind of like in the brotherly bond mm -hmm. type of way. And then once you, once we're locked, uh, Tarkle's going to pull you in for like a, a bro hug. But he's going to whisper, you know, once your business is finished, you can't let them live. This can't continue. He, well, you can't see, but he kind of smirks under his mask and says, that'll be a bridge I burn when I get to it. And Tarko will nod and then just step back. Pat on the back. I'm sure we pat each other like bros mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Bro, bro pat. Bro pat. Uh, as you separate, uh, the it's not like a laugh, but um, you can almost you can almost hear the smile. The the tiefling woman um, waves her hand, uh, and the mage in the suit of armor part to the sides of the corridor. The rest of you will find your return to the surface unimpeded. We will leave this place within the next 24 hours to a place that you will not be able to find us again. Uh, Oliver, I believe, here, will remain with me, as will the Blade. And we will go to new beginnings to finish what was started and to develop it and to undo it, as I have agreed. I swear this upon... The shattered light, and my name is High Sister. Come, boy. If your sentimental moment is over, stand here with me and allow your friends to return to their world. Um, before we leave, mm. Azara will just send a quick message to Marcel, knowing that just in case they're all magical and they can hear, it's nothing nefarious. And she'll just say, we'll wait for you. We'll never stop looking for you. If you need us, I hope you'll contact us. And there will be a small silence and she'll say, Sara Lee and I will continue our research. And then she'll just leave it at that. Do Marcel. Marcel starts 
walking toward her. Realizing he doesn't need it, he pulls down the mask. See this for Agnes and Azar, it'd be the first time seeing this terrible scar all the way up uh, the side of his face, kind of leaving all the teeth and jaw exposed, um, frightening, and the dark shadows of this alien world. Just look back and say... Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there is a kind of moment where the, the rest of you are expected to leave um, is parted. Uh, you do see uh, the mage goes over to the hole that you guys came down from uh, with a wave of his hand, a kind of shimmering uh, kind of field of force uh, appears uh, like a kind of platform to stand on. Um, he gestures for you to stand on it. Agnes has kind of a tear in her eye and she she's trying to turn and leave and look like super chill, but she's like, it is honorable what you're doing. I, I hope you might let us know when you've completed your mission. I'll try my best. She nods and gets on the platform. Okay. Azara Tarkle. Uh, Azara will get on the platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tarkle will just give um, ourselves like a smirk, a little smile. But his brow is a little furrowed, a little sad. He'll get on the platform. We'll step on it. The platform begins rising, and that image of Marcel and that begins fading away as you return to this kind of gross brain room. Um, the trail of combat and destruction that you'd left behind uh, returning you back to the surface. And I think that as we end things, uh, we see this tiefling woman, uh, High Sister Triumph, uh, not knowing her name. Uh, she just turns to Marcel, looks up at this kind of disfigurement, uh, and she smiles, like a very genuine, pleasing smile. <laughs> what a handsome young man. We're going to do such wonderful things together. And that is where we end the episode. <sighs> and yep. And we'll play again next week. <laughs> wow. Well, that went a different route uh, than expected. Thanks for the curveball, Nate. <laughs> oh, that wasn't planned? Well... Some things were planned. Certainly, I expected perhaps more of a fight through the dungeon. I carefully played out and planned out and mapped uh, with the other four encounters that were potentially there. But still, never mind. Um, uh, shall we do some shout outs and then wrap the episode up? After the stream, Marks takes all these papers and washes them up and throws them in the trash. <laughs> Lights them on fire. Um, yeah, let's... So... Uh, uh, I, I won't, uh, the only thing I was going to reveal is um, obviously some people in chat picked up on it um, but yeah that was like an old mind flare lair that you guys were going through which definitely seemed like a mind flare lair yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was, I, when you guys were saying like is it the inside of a dragon I was just like oh that's a cool idea it's not that but it's a cool idea um, but yeah and then Nate I mean amazing fantastic little bit of ending there mate like you know no, uh, I know you've got you. some plans but really well done oh, that was, I mean 
he had he had a mission since session one, and this yeah. was the this was, this was good, the best bet. It was the best way to get what he wanted, right? This was what his character wanted, and I know a lot of people. You know, th- I think this is a good example of sometimes character stories end when the campaign doesn't sometimes a character gets their goal they reach what they want and there's not a reason for them to keep adventuring and that's okay for the character to depart and to make it clear nate's not leaving the show are you you're sticking <laughs> around you got a new character you're going to come in and play um whoa what yeah yeah so cool. no nate's sticking around he's got a new character but uh, this was marcel's ending this was this so was a cool. an ending point for marcel as a character um but yeah so Excellent stuff. Great work, everyone. Great session. Wow. Great little session. I almost cried. I was close. One day. I, I tried didn't not expect to. to be that like broken up about. No. Old Marcel, grumpy, grumpy. Yeah. I'm pretty pissed. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah. yeah, shout outs. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Shady, why'd you go first? Shady, sure. you go hey first? guys, yeah. I'm Shady Penguin, and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> um, no, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash shady collects. I open up cards there, but if you're looking for more D and D based stuff, uh, Thursday nights, uh, the world of IO has just returned that I'm on, uh, specifically the astral Academy. Uh, that'll be Thursday nights, every single Thursday at 7 PM Eastern on twitch.tv slash Brett Ultimus. Just follow me on Twitter. I tweet it out whenever we go live. Uh, with that, I'm going to, we're popcorning. So I'm going to tag Mika. Hi, I'm Mika Burton. You can find me on the internet at Mika Burton. Um, if you guys are sub to Critical Role, you can go watch the VOD of my narrative telephone. Uh, they titled it, Mika Burton Murders the Cast of Critical Role, so it was pretty savage. Uh, if not, I'm sure it comes on YouTube on, like, Thursday or something, I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have going for me right now. I'm also opening Pokemon cards, but I don't stream, I just keep them. (laughs) I'm gonna tag Anna. (laughs) Well... I don't keep Pokemon cards. I just hoard everybody's codes after they open their Pokemon cards and play TCG online obsessively, <laughs> uh, which I might do tonight. I've been on stream a lot today, so I might be too tired. We'll see. Take but throughout break. this week, keep an eye on my channel slash Anna Prosser. Um, click the little bell. You can get notified when I go live, gamers. It'll be great. Uh, I, you can also find me everywhere at Anna Prosser. My next show this week will be on Friday, where we will do Extra Brains with DJ Wheat and I. And this week's brainstorms are going to be a doozy. We're going to talk about whether or not you should talk politics on streams and um, when you know it's time to end a friendship. It's going to be mm. juicy. Juicy juice. Love it. Dang. I choose Nate. Uh, hello. I I currently don't have anything to shout out i am working on stuff but you know nothing yet so i guess uh if you're into pokemon card stuff uh follow me at nate tcg on instagram you can see better pictures of the the (laughs) The wall the the investments i have made (laughs) and i'll work Perfect. Uh, yeah, thanks. So, yeah, you can check more of me DMing on my show, High Rollers D&D. We've been doing it for five years. It was five wow. years on Sunday we've been doing High Rollers. Wow. Um, time's flown. Um, but, yeah, we're still going on with our second campaign, Eroas. Uh, that's every Sunday at 5 p.m. UK time. Um, hopefully getting back into running our Curse of Strahd campaign this week as well, which we've been doing as a little bonus campaign. Um, but you can also check out my own stream. I've been streaming a ton more on my own Twitch channel, which is Sherlock underscore Humes. I'm actually going to be live again in 
eight, nine hours uh, playing some Among Us with some friends and then playing Stardew Valley. Um, so you can come and check that out. Uh, and then, yeah, YouTube channel and Candle Keep Mysteries. Um, I've got a buy that book because I wrote an adventure for it. Um, <laughs> and I can't talk about it yet because I've not been given the go-ahead. So yay, soon. Um, and that's it. Thanks for watching Night's Viewing Star. We'll be back. Brand new character. Uh, and uh, yeah, brand new plotline, I think. We'll, we'll basically have the guys return to the surface, maybe a little bit of story stuff up there, and then back to Evening Star to crack on with Evening Star stuff. So yeah. Wild. Wild times. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Enjoy uh, what, what's next on the D&D show, and then we'll see you next week. Bye.